Hey, so this is part two of um, episode two slash three. Uh, basically, the episode, the man, the myth, the cyberbully. Uh, yeah, this is the second half of that interview slash discussion slash whatever it was. Yeah. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is. I would like to assume. The thing is, the thing is, you assume. It wasn't a serious moment for her. As well as everyone else who made a mockery of it. Not really. Not really. I Some mean, people if, actually if people, may have been aware of what they were doing. Yeah. If you look, look, let me show you something. People with malicious intent. She she went into a place, had an emotional breakdown about an issue. Person. As far as she's concerned, it's something serious and dear to her. Okay. And some people took it seriously, some people laughed at it, and you know, everybody had mixed reactions to it. But we don't know. You can't sit here and say, oh, her reaction to, to it was different. We don't know. And I don't think it's right to assume how she feels about it unless she has told you herself or unless you know members of her family who know how she feels about it. Because my, my, and where I was kind of leaving with had, that. If you had an emotional breakdown uh, about something you considered important and you cried about it and uh, a whole bunch of people laughed at it, it's a different how family. would you feel? Because technically, she's crying over deaths in other people's family. That's what she's being mocked for. So she's having a moment, um, she's having a, a, an emotional moment over a serious matter that people found funny. I, I don't think the what people were laughing at was the fact that she was addressing that thing. It was that she her cried. crying looked very fake. It looked like a performance. And so people were calling her out on that. People found it funny. And my thing is, do we then, like, so everybody online has to walk on eggshells. Because at any moment, anyone can say that offended me. So that that particular thing you said triggered me. Like you, you meant it, you were joking, but I decided to take offense to it, so you're bullying me. Is that what? Is that what? Joking the about road? who? Anyone, anything. It could joking be. about you. You see, that's the point. That I make. I make jokes about the N word, for example. If some guy on Twitter goes and retweets me making a genuine joke, making a meme. Yeah, but like, that's a very different example, example because you know. You know how how it has become acceptable for black people to use the n-word, right? So you, that that example doesn't count. Here we're talking about if a person attacks another person. We're not we're not talking general situational issues, you know, like um, making fun out of some awkward situation or some painful situation. That's different. I'm talking about if I go online and I target Cassandra and I keep going at him, his wife, his kids. Every time he goes online, he finds some comments about me or, I mean, about him. He finds me going live and talking about him. Then I'm bullying him. If, if some lady on my Facebook page posts a meme about, um, let's say, a, a meme I actually saw, uh, a little girl um, with the Snapchat dog filter on her face, and the caption was, oh, she looks just like her daddy. And the further that was the caption on the photo, and the caption of the post was, LOL, men are trash. I'm a man no, in no, society. That, 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 is, that is bullying on the girl. Yeah. 
that's bullying on the girl and her dad. Yes. So he can you, come you online and say that? I was bullied. Yes, he can. Look, and, and the my girl, daughter is being harassed. Like, my daughter is being harassed. Like if you post, if you posted a photo of my daughter with the dog thingies and say, oh, she looks just like her. That's my daughter getting harassed. What you trying to say about her? Where's? Also, her posting the status "men are trash" is based. She that's targeted at a man, not all men. She doesn't know every man on earth. Yeah, but she said men. But we're talking about cyberbullying. I can, I can yeah. very easily choose to be triggered because she said men. There's a difference between yes, comments and, and bullying. And, and the thing is, like I, bullying is targeted. Everything online like is comment. Asali, no, no, no. Bullying is targeted at an individual. She tell you, I said that because of my husband. Not because of you. Not I don't because of Mr. Mukandawire from Ndola. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I, I think the online, as far as... I think what needs to be established, Asali, is you can't get, you can't police someone over how they feel about what somebody has said about them on social media. You can't get mad because I've gotten affected by the fact that I'm being bullied on social media. I have the right to feel however it is I want to feel about how I am, you know, the situation that I'm, I'm in. So you can't say that people should walk away or they shouldn't get mad when somebody says something about them on social media. They have a right to feel the way they want. It's the same if if somebody's going to say I'm ugly on social media and I feel bad, and somebody's going to say I'm ugly in, in person it's the same and I thing. feel bad, it's the same thing. The intent, whether it, online or in person, is the same. The act, whether online or in person, I, is the same. My feelings towards it, whether online or in person, is going to be same. I, I think you're also addressing two different issues um, on your show. Um, and I think what, what, what you're trying to do is differentiate how should people respond to an offensive world versus has bullying actually happened? Because in almost all counts, bullying has happened and it actually is wrong and it should be curbed. What you're trying to do is certain whether people have the fortitude to endure violence and maybe that should be the discussion should we should people actually have a tolerance for wrong or injustice that's happening to them because that's that's the general discussion okay. I, I heard your comments about memes and like everybody online making fun of things but that that still doesn't give them grounds to be right just because you think it's funny does not mean it's not at the expense of someone and that is, doesn't mean because it's hilarious that it's validated i've heard people make hilarious jokes about people's personal situations and they were offended take michael jackson for example what caused him stress is how many jokes and statements and accusations people murder made about his vertilago Murder. Yeah. Yeah. Murd made. Depends <laughs> on what part of the country you're from. Um, people, 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 people responded, and people thought it was funny, but it affected his life. Affected Affected his life badly, and so, yeah, there's a discussion in how much he should tolerate, and that's now a subjective conversation because. 
he's a public figure, he puts himself in the limelight, it's kind of difficult to manage those kinds of things. Those are things that can be discussed. But whether he was bullied or not, just because it was funny does not change the fact that the man was harassed. The man was harassed. And that should be stated. Just because memes are funny, just because people are looking for an opportunity to make light of anything does not make it funny. I've heard people make fun or jokes about the Holocaust. You'll find that there's a large part of the world that finds that hugely inappropriate and unfunny. But the jokes may, for some other people, be funny. That does not validate that does not validate the mockery even though it's a joke it doesn't change it because the thing is it's a real situation for someone else and because you are making light of it you are affecting their life you are actually affecting them i guess part of my issue is if if you know that person x is known for going after people uh-huh. on Facebook. There's, wait, there's people on Facebook I have no clue that their profiles exist for the specific reason that their opinions mean nothing to me. I, I don't have a need to see them online or have their point of view on anything. I, I don't go through it because there's ways I just don't follow, don't add, don't block where necessary, sign out where necessary. It's like, there's, I think it's getting to a point where people are just enjoying playing the victim role and that then becomes 90% of what social media is, is people trying to be funny and the rest of the people trying to be hurt about things. Let me give you an example, right? We're classmates. We're in a grade 11 class. Yep. Um, I take a I take a photo of you, mm-hmm. and that photo is uh, a compromising photo, as we would say in Zambia, mm-hmm. right? I circulate it on the on, on, on the internet. You block me, but now all your other thirty classmates have that photo, or your family and friends. Your family friends have that photo, and, we, and they laughing at you every day. So you go to school. This bullying started online, but you're meeting it in person. People are laughing at you in person as well because of something that's happening online. And I think that we forget how um, how integrated social media has become to real life. If I want to argue that social media has become a part of real life, yeah. you can't separate the two. And we have to begin to see that you just can't turn it off. Are you hearing me? Yeah. And because it just can't be turned off, we must be able to say no, no, no. This thing is wrong. Therefore, it must be stopped. Also, your other issue of. Um, these people online who are always bullying other people, so we must accept it that because oh that guy's profile is always bullying people, so if he talks about you, then just don't mind him. No, I think that that's where we miss it as people. If somebody is known in school as a schoolyard bully and he bullies your child, you're not going to say, oh who bullied you, person X? Oh yeah yeah they bully, so don't worry about them. No, you will go and have the issue dealt with. Yeah. But I guess, okay, we'll take that as is. Are, are people getting softer? Over time? Yeah. I know, Cassandra. I know, because I'll, I'll say this. Um, 
you guys were born in an era just before mine and most of the people oh, not really an era just before well, okay like just a, 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 a couple years okay but a couple years like there was there was some it's like this thing was like, they were born in the Shaka Zulu era. Okay, okay. In but, the okay. day of Genji's Khan. <laughs> Boy. Um, in the era, man. Well, like, most of... Most of the people born, say, even as little as five, five, six, seven years before me, have a certain fortitude that kids now just don't have. Every every little offense must be taken. Every every single thing that can possibly of be offensive is received as offense. Harmless or harmful, regardless of the intent, it everything that I choose can hurt me, I will take to hurt me. Well, in, in my mind, I don't think that people are getting softer per se. I think we just, because of social media, I think that because of social media, we, we know what people are feeling now. Before, before social media, we, we didn't know what people were feeling because, you know, people would go through stuff and just go home. But now you could know what someone's going through and they, they, could, be in, they could be in Durban. You know, they could be in Alaska, they could be in Europe. And if you are their friend on Facebook or you follow them on Twitter or whatever, you could know what they're feeling. Um, so I think I think the feelings are being exposed now rather than people are becoming softer. And that's the first thing. The second thing is I think that um, with the coming of social media or the generation that we're in, expression is tolerated more now than it was before. So before people were more, they feel, they feel the feeling, but they don't express the feeling. But social media allows people to express things that they wouldn't necessarily express uh, without it. I don't know if it's the, the, the beauty of hiding behind the screen or whatever, but I think that the emotions are still the same. But people are expressing it more now and we're, able, we're hearing more what people feel now. And thirdly, um the world has also become much more aggressive and much darker. So I don't think it's an issue of people being weaker, but the world becoming more and more dangerous. Um, you have crime levels and crime types now that are much worse than, like you're saying, 50 years ago. 50 years ago, there are certain murders that just would not happen. Today, people get shot every day. I mean, you heard about the Black Lives Matter campaign in the US. The numbers are going up the violence is going up, the hatred is going up, the discrimination is going up. And so it's not so much that people are getting weaker, but more and more every day, what people are terming as humor is much, much darker and is much, much more offensive. If you want to talk about the difference between then and now, in my day, jokes were made about things that were inanimate, things that were animals, for example. Um, and, and today, are you telling jokes me you and your friends more... never went at each other 
the, the everything was, was about inanimate objects. You know, that's a crazy table. The culture was different because even when you went at each other, there was a level of respect. There were lines you don't cross. That was what we called the bro code. I don't know if you guys have that now in your generation, but the point is there was a know. lot more tolerance. <laughs> um, there was a lot more self-restraint from the people that wanted to make light. They knew what to make fun of and what not to make fun of. And, and respect I think the issue, exactly. for each and other. There's no respect now. And I don't think it's an issue of people being weak. I think there's just, people don't care now. They cross lines anyhow. I mean, when I was young, like really much, 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 like 10 years younger than I was now. In fact, 15, 20 years younger than I was now. Oh. <laughs> there's some jokes I couldn't make about adults. It doesn't matter how funny the adult was. Yeah. You couldn't crack jokes about adults. Today, there's some, there's some respect. Today, if a man, an old man, walks down the street and his head look funny, he's he taking that L, guaranteed. He's taking that L, my guy. He's taking that L. Exactly. So you see, it's no longer about fun anymore. It's really about the world getting darker may, may add and, something to that, and humor getting more personal and attacking. Uh, if you could add something to that, I think that there's a, there's, there's, there's a valid point Cassandra makes, and we can. Ooh. <laughs> okay. There has been some form of moral degradation. Yep. Okay. And now people are not concerned anymore about um, what's right and what's wrong, what's acceptable and not acceptable. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's certain things that when we go back and visit and rebuild in our society, mm -hmm. half the issues we're dealing with won't be, won't be a problem. Mm -hmm. And maybe, just maybe, if people had those principles and those morals that Cassandra is talking about, even online bullying would not be a problem. Because the same, I, I think that a person's morals in real life yep. are a person's morals online. So if you believe, they translate. So if you believe that um, you, 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 you can't make fun of an older person, if you have good respect for your elders, in real life or in person, you carry those same values and principles online if you respect women in person you respect women online yeah i i agree with you fully on that and and this is not my stance i'm not saying uh, what i'm about to say is right in any way but i do know people who feel like the on the online world is a different planet where consequence isn't the same so disrespecting women for example in person doesn't carry the same backlash as it does online so that's assuming that as long as people don't know about a crime being committed then it hasn't been and here's the thing i'm not even justifying that but what i'm saying is it it doesn't translate for everyone yes and that's what we're trying to say we're saying they're wrong for it just because they think there's no consequence to it or that people uh, like, like we're just having fun doesn't change the fact that it's wrong in the apartheid uh, times or apartheid depending on again which country you're born in um white boys found it funny to set black mothers on fire they were in their type in their psyche because of their upbringing and their environment genuinely thinking that this is entertainment but that does not validate them. Just because you think it's funny doesn't validate a crime. A crime is a crime. Mm -hmm. So um, whether you want to justify it, whether you think you're just having fun, if it crosses a line, it crosses a line. And people need to be made aware of that. 
I think respect also is something that's a big issue in our generation today or the, the current live world that we live in because the mere fact that you you have the confidence to consider for example degrading another human being or a woman um, online means in person you don't have those values and that should be the real scary point because then we are stuck in a world where very soon we will be reduced to the status of animals where instinct rules where right. principles don't govern any human being and right. that's what we're seeing because for example if you see the violence that we're hearing out of the u.s police brutalizing black people that's a blatant disregard for human life regardless of what color it is right. that means there's morals and principles that before we even get to the issue of race there's just human basic human principles missing inside of those particular individuals. I don't think we even have to go to the US for that example. And exactly, and you see that's happening more frequently. We never had these acts in earlier years. They were more sporadic. They were much further apart and they were characterized by people not being fully themselves. Societies were more together because there were more principles. Today, we're seeing a fast erosion of principles that's making people respond in ways that is absolutely degrading, absolutely catastrophic, and absolutely offensive for the people living in the environment with them. I mean, it's just in Zambia, for, even away from bullying, you're hearing things like their CEOs who are expatriates who come and do despicable things and treat workers like dogs. Those are things that it, it's, it's, it's those principles, man. And on a global scale, they've gotten worse. We've always had incidents, but they were more sporadic. But on a global scale, it's getting worse. A 15-year-old, and and you see this in movies, you see this when you talk to older generations. A 15-year-old 40 years ago was way more disciplined and way more put together on average. And way more respectful. And way more respectful on average than a 15-year-old today. 15-year-olds today are a nightmare and imagine if okay, that boomer continues itself is, is an example of the current uh, levels of disrespect that that, that that we have in our society and then you blanket the degradation of our morals as funny as memes as jokes and and we get to the state where we are today where where it's it's okay to bully uh, a child suffering from dwarfism that's how you arrive there because yeah, but it's funny though because you don't have regard for human life okay um i'll i'll ask this as far as i think we've uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so from the end of protecting the victim of bullying i think we've covered it mm-hmm. what what goes into preparing the preparation and are people doing Preparing the child for bullying. No, not for bullying. Mm. For a world with the potential to be very nasty at times. Things like um, self-confidence. I I've realized, especially with people online, it's it's almost glorified to be insecure yeah. about so many things. At what point are we saying, like, yeah, we're gonna protect you, but my guy, like you should have some confidence in yourself you should know who you are to a certain degree and who does that onus fall on well ultimately um that falls on the individual okay you know um 
you can't go around blaming blaming other people for uh, how you feel about yourself or um, how you see yourself. That's 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 on you. You have to be able to see yourself correctly. You must be able to have confidence in who you are and how you've been designed as an as an individual. So, I think that yes, um, a lot of work has to be done in terms of self view, having a positive self view and. Um, having a sense of clear identity so that no matter what anybody says about you or no matter how many people gossip about you or mock you you're sure about yourself and you know where you're going as a human being um, I think that the responsibility for that is the individual is the individual themselves. yeah I think okay. I think when we when we pass that that over to somebody else mm-hmm. then we, we lose responsibility we walk into entitlement and everything else I think each individual must be able to um, find themselves and be sure about who they are. Uh, that's number one. Number two, the responsibilities with parents. We, we, if I'm talking about children, um, as a father, it's my responsibility to reassure my children and and make sure they grow up with a sense of of, of identity and they know where they get their identity from. And the opinion of some random human being shouldn't shift their sense of self. Okay. Right. That. that 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 makes a lot of sense and um i guess for for a lot of people even in in my gen say 93 onward things like a dad who would say who would consider things like that things like i need to kind of reaffirms the help this child reaffirms certain things in themselves yeah. was kind of missing yeah but you see the thing is um here's the truth yep the truth of the matter is um we live in a society globally yeah where we've got a shortage of father figures like that you know Facts. um <clears throat> but the, the the thing i have is if you're 25 or you're 27 or you're 30 mm-hmm. you know and you know you didn't have a dad we, we, that's not a conversation we can have now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You, you, you're a grown man, you're a grown woman. Discover yourself. Have a sense of identity. Yeah. Yes, your dad wasn't there. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying it was right. Or it was, I'm just saying that like you, you can't be 25, above 18, and, and still be crying about, oh no, I'm, I'm this way because... Uh, my, 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 my mama wasn't there, or my daddy wasn't there, so I'm going to play the victim. No, you have got the tools to make choices for yourself, to find your own identity and pick yourself up. And the, the, the reason we, we have a problem in our society is because everybody's trying to pass up the responsibility. Oh, I'm this way because when I was six years old, my mom yelled at me, so I'm now a psychopath. Oh, uh, in grade 12, my teacher said, Oh, and so therefore I'll be a serious. No, you, you have to be able to reach a point and where you, you make choices about who you are, what you are, and, and build on that, regardless of what, what kind of upbringing that you had, whether your mom was there or your dad wasn't there. Sure. How many people you know who had the... I, I don't know about the actual statistics, right? But I know that in black families, in African families, in African homes, um, at least maybe... Uh, what? Seven mm-hmm. out of ten homes uh, don't have don't have a, 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 a resident father, a resident figure. father figure who's functional. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one thing to have yeah. a dad. To be present, it's another to have a father. Functional. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. 
So then, what do we do with an entire my my just ballpark numbers? What do we do about the six million people who are walking around who never had any type of interaction to build that? Say the guy who's twenty five right now, he's never he's never had okay. He's, not that he's never had the opportunity, but he's never known how to go about reaffirming who he is to himself. It wasn't, wasn't, wasn't Barack Obama raised by a single mom? Yeah. And he still made it to be the president of the United States of America. Hmm. Yeah. True. Yeah? Yeah. And so my issue is, look, at the end of the day, who you are and what you become is up to you. At the end of the day, yeah, that's the harsh truth. Who you become and who you are is is hundred percent up to you. The, I know people who went to good schools. Mm-hmm. I know people who went to not so good schools. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's the effort and the energy a person applies to themselves that gets them where they need to go. And so, if we say, look, um, this person is not so is not so prepared for the world because they didn't have they didn't have they, they, they had a single mom or whatever. Yeah, maybe they were disadvantaged a little bit. But at the end of the day, how you respond to life and the hardships that life pre- presents to you is, is dependent on you as a person. Okay. That's what I think. I don't know about what you guys think. That's fair. And I, if you ask me, I think, sorry for talking for you. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, black man. Preach, think, black man. <laughs> Preach, black man. I think that as a society, this is where we begin to fail. And that's why, like Asanda said, there's so much more degradation because we're ready to justify foolishness based on any small thing. Yeah. See, I'll go online and say all sorts of things about people and, and bring people down in the name of, oh yeah, but when I was six, you know, my math teacher didn't give me attention. Wait, you are responsible for your actions. Regardless of how, when, where, you're still responsible for your actions. You're responsible for your outcomes. And we have to start building a people in Zambia, specifically, since we're here. Yep. We have to start building a mentality in Zambia that says, bruh, if you are, if you are in a certain situation, you contributed to your being in that situation. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we're going to. If we do that, we're then going to have a situation where people begin to pick themselves out yeah. of the situations that they're in. But that mentality that says I'm, I'm a type of weight because I didn't have a, a father, I'm a type of weight because I didn't have this, or I didn't have that, produces a victim mentality and produces a mentality that accepts the status quo, and nothing ever changes. At the end of the day. Yeah. yeah um, I think. For this episode, as far as time, we've kind of come to the to the end. It's been quite a long one, uh, but I guess there was a lot of truth that had to be said, so it kind of justifies the length. Um, does anyone else have anything to add before we go out, Jojo? is on no scripted no. Okay, in that case, um, we're gonna call it call it a day here um if you have any feedback any comments uh you can reach me on twitter 
Um, please don't say anything that will trigger me. Um, that's <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, um, truth is absolute. Deuce. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is.